Welcome to Start Local, where we talk with business owners, leaders of nonprofits, and other members of our community focused on doing business in and around Chester County, Pennsylvania. Each episode will provide insight into the local business scene and tell you about opportunities to connect with and support businesses and nonprofits in your local area. Welcome to Start Local, where we connect with local leaders to support local businesses and nonprofits in and around Chester County, Pennsylvania. I'm Eric Goodmanson, and I'm in the podcast recording studio today with my co-host, Liam Dempsey. Liam, how are you doing today? Fantastic, Eric. Thanks for asking. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Today, I'm excited because we're joined by Bertram L. Lawson II. Bertram is the new president and CEO of the YMCA of Greater Brandywine. The YMCA of Greater Brandywine is an association of nine YMCAs and program centers with more than 50,000 members. Bertram, thank you so much for joining us today. Very happy to be here. Nice to see you both. I'm curious to learn a little bit more about your background and what led you to the YMCA of Greater Brandywine. Yes, I've been with the YMCA now 24 years in various associations and cities, starting my career off in um, Greater Philadelphia, where I'm from, um, and worked for that YMCA for about 19 years. Went off to the YMCA in Central Maryland, which is the Baltimore area, for a couple of years. And then I went to become president and CEO of the YMCA Central New York, headquartered in Syracuse right before coming back to the greater Philadelphia area and here to YGBW. Um, it was very exciting to see the opportunity with my predecessor um, deciding to retire, which was a surprise. She is relatively young, so I didn't never thought that the opportunity would present itself. So once it was posted, uh, did some due diligence with the family, made the determination, put my name in a hat, went through all those processes, and now I show up here today as the new president and CEO five months in. Yeah, that's exciting. Five months is in a long time, uh, and we'll get into to more about your ideas and plans. But I, I want to pause for just a moment and note that you are the first person of color to serve as the president and CEO of the YMCA of Greater Brandywine. That's significant. Talk about that and, and what it means to you, both personally and professionally, if you would. Yeah, it is a, it's a major accomplishment. And to be honest with you, it's the second time I've done that with a YMCA organization within the last three years. Um, I was the first African-American CEO for the YMCA of Central New York as well. And to do it twice in less than uh, three years or within three years is very significant from a personal standpoint that I have this opportunity that has the ground has been laid for me to get here um, by others based upon their sacrifice. Whether those would have been family members who sacrificed for me to go through my educational journey or get opportunities um, to gain and grow or other African-Americans who have paved the way to be first of something. Um, and, and being a first in this particular county, it's anonymous or, or very significant to me because I went to college um, here at, at the first degree granting um, HBCU, Historically Black College and University um, in the country. So it is kind of surreal to be the first and come from the, from the first um, university as well. So, I mean, it, it's 
It's interesting to me because uh, you mentioned you graduated from Lincoln, but it is truly the first HBCU to offer college degrees, as you pointed out. And and here that's here in Oxford. Um, when you earned your BA there, can you say how that shaped your career and how that influenced and, and led you to continue groundbreaking here? Yeah, to go back to a little bit about my background, the first introduction to the YMCA would have been um, at Lincoln University in the career services office. I was uh, my senior year of college. My mother told me that uh, I looked too young to be an educator in um, high school, which was interesting in itself because I'd already been ready to graduate. So I went to the career services office at Lincoln and it was a posting for a YMCA position in Philadelphia as an executive director. So my, my Y career kicked off based upon being on Lincoln's campus and my mother redirected me. Um, so it's, it's very important that from that university standpoint, um, without being at Lincoln, I probably, I don't know if I would ever been a YMCA professional. I never attended the Y as a kid. I never paid attention to the Y, to be honest with you. But it also helps me to understand the importance of being the first in this particular role and how I can open up that door to others who look like me who have aspirations of growing and thriving and doing impactful work. But it also is very important for me to recognize that everyone doesn't know what the why is and that the why actually exists. That's a perfect segue. You are very good at this. Thank you. Uh, no in preparing for this conversation, I, I had a, a number of chats with your colleagues and, you know, jokes about 1970s theme songs aside, I was really just gobsmacked to learn just how much the YMCA generally does, the organization as a, as a whole, but then also what, what your organization out in, or your branch, your, your, your Y out in Greater Brandywine does. Um, at the risk of asking you to keep it to under an hour for all the <laughs> things you do, you know, can you explain in a few minutes what, the folk, what you folks do beyond swimming lessons? Yeah, absolutely. We are a organization that's very focused on impact and really being a gap filler for the community. We are the largest childcare provider in Chester County. Uh, we serve uh, almost 500 zero to five-year-olds in that particular program and growing. Uh, we have the ability to serve in partnership and with several different school districts, out of school time or after school time from utilizing before and after school programming, youth programming, um, program that focuses in our, our camp during the summertime, but also we bring forward adaptive programming for the abilities or special abilities community. We're one of the, those nonprofits that really focuses on access and access to us means everything based upon our mission. We are for all and all means everyone. So giving people the opportunity to come to the YMCA to have programming that's focused on them, as well as we prepare young folks for work. No work readiness, um, college preparation. Uh, we support our community in regards to health innovation, health strategies through our program that may be uh, preventative around cancer. It may be looking at social isolation. We may be looking at our program that's focused on um, forever well and our senior population, or we call it active older adults, to make sure that they stay active, vibrant, and care for, there's a numerous programs that we provide to this county um, and that we are continuously enhancing and looking forward to bringing new ones. 
That's an impressive mission that you have at the YMCA of Greater Brandywine. And you've been in office now for five months as president and CEO. So can you talk about how you plan to expand the vision or change the vision or even just maintain the vision of the organization because it does so much for so many? I think it's important that I build on the foundation that was laid by my predecessor and the president and CEO that came before her. They established a very strong and vibrant organization in my focus and objective in concert with our board of directors and our uh, leadership staff is really how do we become an employer of choice in this crazy work uh, work market? Uh, we are all fighting to retain, recruit staff, and we are focused on how we do that. Well, we're looking at our benefits, our compensation, but also our culture, what, what our culture looks like in our YMCA. And an old legend YMCA trainer said to me that, and said to a number of us, that if you don't feed your staff, they'll eat the members. And I, and I believe that, that our staff have to be fed in a way that they feel valued. The other opportunities or avenues that we're going to go down is how do we continue to provide access to underserved communities? Knowing that transportation is a issue in Chester County beyond certain segments of the county, that people have to get to us via car mostly, we are looking to partner um, to bring YMCA program into communities and zip codes where people reside. They don't have to have public transportation. They don't have to have a car to get to us. But we're looking at who can we partner with, what programs are needed to bring right to someone's doorsteps or to their community that they can access us because we believe that everyone should have an opportunity at YMCA programming that they want. How are we serving the age bracket of 12 to 21? Coming out of the pandemic, that age bracket needs a lot of support. Even before the pandemic, that age bracket tends to get lost in translation. So how are we gonna provide services for them to ensure that they are prepared to be the next leaders in this county and beyond that they're prepared for the workforce, that they're prepared for college, whatever choices they make to be a viable citizen of the county and this um, state of Pennsylvania. And the other avenue is really talking about the importance of our volunteers. Most people don't know that the YMCA was started as a volunteer-ran organization. Obviously, we have paid staff now, but we still, we still do engage volunteers from a board governance and an advisory board standpoint. And we're looking to ensure that those volunteers are educated as well as um, care for it and that we are valuing them um, as we continue to work with them. Taking care of staff in, in this employment culture is hugely important. So I'm, I'm really delighted to hear you emphasize that and, and trying to be an employer of choice. That's a that's an admirable goal. It's going to be a difficult goal. Um, and that's not a, a dig at you or at the Y, just the mm -hmm. very nature of it. It's tough. Let me ask you this, since we're talking about uh, employment and the like. Are you hiring? And if so, what are you hiring for? We are always looking for great talent. So right now, we're currently are really focusing on beefing up and adding more staff in our child care programming. That's zero to five, as well as six to 12-year-old programming. We are continuously looking for staff that can help maintain our, our facilities from a cleanliness standpoint, so maintenance and housekeeping staff. And we're continuously looking for professional staff that may bring to the table um, to support us in, in raising dollars. We're looking for a vice president of fundraising or philanthropy. We're continuously looking for a staff that will focus on 
our association teen development program and and also how who can help us support our program is centered around aquatics or swim lessons. Well, over the years, we've seen some impressive individuals join the YMCA staff, leave their YMCA job to serve other important roles in the community, and sometimes return to the YMCA. Um, we've also seen leaders in local wise leave for another region and return, all within the same WYMCA or all within the same YMCA organization. How does the Y attract and develop such beloved talent that serves the community so well? What's your What's your secret? <laughs> I think the secret is that we really invest in training and development um, of our staff. So from the time that you start. Um, and throughout your career, there's a focus on training and development. There's always opportunities to grow. We really try to value what one brings to the table and start to harness and enhance the talent. And one of the things that I'm most most favorable of, and I think is very important, that we don't try to hold staff hostage. And what I mean by that is if a staff person has a different passion or desire we don't worry about the fact that we trained them and we spent money on that. We worry about the fact that, hey, we've trained some great people that's going to go out and continue to move the wise mission across the country. And they may go into a different industry. They may come back as a member, a donor, a board member. We don't really care about the fact that they left us at YGBW. But if they stay within a while, amazing. If they go work for another entity, that's great, too, because the YMCA gets to be spread throughout the world. And they will talk about their YMCA employment experience, which will hopefully galvanize people to come work for us, join as a member or be a supporter. Yeah, I I love that. I love that commitment to enabling your team to flourish. And when it's right for that person to to flourish in a different environment, you're trying to support them. That's that's really great. We see that more and more with firms and businesses and organizations emphasizing alumni. So they have alumni mm-hmm. gatherings and the like. So I, I love hearing that. And I, I think you're absolutely right that if it was a positive experience for that team member, they're going to have very fond things to say about the why and support it as they can. So that's really neat. Um, through the why, you and your colleagues are do a lot to help and support our local community. Uh, you shared many of the ways before in this conversation. How can our local community support you in your new role, as well as the why more generally? Well, two key areas would be if you have the interest of providing the YMCA from a volunteer standpoint, your time, your talent, your treasure. And the treasure I'm talking about really goes back to support the community. It doesn't support YMCA salaries or anything like that. It's supporting community and community members to be able to access the Y. If you are looking to be employed, come serve with us as a YMCA professional. We always, again, are looking for great talent. But we do have some drives coming up over this holiday season um, that people can participate in. We have Thanksgiving basket drive, holiday angels, um, giving tree. Up, coming up in the first quarter of next year, we'll have a Martin Luther King Day. Um, day of service opportunities that will exist. And we often um, partner with the Chester County Food Bank to do food drives to support what they're doing, but also obviously the local um, county. 
So we've talked so much about all the community-oriented programming offered by the YMCA. And every time we ask you a question, I feel like you use it as an opportunity to weave in even more community programming that we didn't know existed previously. So you're doing a a wonderful job on that. Thank you. Um, But I'm wondering, does the YMCA compete against gyms and fitness clubs? Going back to that traditional YMCA is is a place to go for swimming lessons or or to go work out. Um, So has... Uh, help us understand the relationship between the why and those for-profit businesses that, that, that some people assume do the same mm-hmm. thing you do. Yeah, it's a very interesting subject. The YMCA is a what I would classify as a social enterprise. We are very much focused on society and the, the ability to impact society from a growth and thriving standpoint. We invest in our in our community. We invest in our people, invest in our members. We are not a gym and swim only. We do a variety of different programming. And I don't look at those for-profit fitness centers as competitors. They do a portion of what we do. Um, and, and it would be a very small portion of what we do. Uh, we serve we serve zero to 100. You know, we focus on aspects of accessibility from a disability standpoint. We look at programming that's very centric and niche sometimes to a certain demographic. So I don't look at them as competitors, and often people do uh, mistake that, like the YMCA is just that. We have to continue to do a better job, and hopefully today that will help um, as this message spreads, that the YMCA is beyond what you may have thought. We are not your grandfather's YMCA, um, to use that that slogan. Uh, We are a social enterprise and very much focus on elevating our mission, and our mission does include health and wellness. Yeah, I, I, I'm just loving your answers here because you're sharing so much about the why. And as I said earlier in our conversation, you know, I didn't really know the why, and I don't live far from one. So uh, I, it's really, really helpful to to have your time here to share with us and give us that insight about all the great things that are happening and all the opportunities that are available. Um, you described the why as a social enterprise, and I'm thinking that the why started back in 1844. And I expect social enterprise as a phrase did not exist <laughs> with the same meaning it has today, if it even had any meaning back then. How do you see the wise mission evolving over the next 179 years? Wow. I really believe that we will continue to diversify our program um, offerings. We will look at how we are connecting more to the community. There was an age of the YMCA that we really got stuck in. And that was the health and wellness membership age. And that's the mantra that we're trying to peel a little bit off of us. Um, and I think over the next hundred plus years, we will be we will go back to being more of a community centric organization based upon the origin back in 1844 in London, which was really focused on the YMCA being an avenue for wayward young men at the time. Programs and services for wayward young men. There's still, unfortunately, wayward young people um, in the world, and sometimes there's some wayward adults in the world. And we are the avenue and the place that can provide services and program it and a network of folk that will believe, support, and, and encourage people in their journey, their life's journey. The YMCA is a place where you can live out your dreams, uh, whether you just want to hang out and drink a cup of coffee with somebody or you want to do some um, cardio, or you really want to do a sculpture, art, um, have a mental break 
to relax your mind. The YMCA is a place you can do all those different things. And over the next 100 plus years, I believe we'll get more into that and we'll start to promote that and people will recognize that's what we truly are versus what might have been over the last 25, 30 years. That's a fascinating answer. So thank you for providing us with your insights there. But I want to take us back to, to Chester County since that's okay. where we're focused. And, uh, you know, you, you certainly have had some Chester time in Chester County uh, with Lincoln University. Um, but your professional career has taken you all over uh, New Jersey, New York, Maryland, uh, and, and beyond. So uh, I'm curious, now that you're back in Chester County uh, as a seasoned professional, um, I want to ask you some rapid fire questions. What's the, the best place? you've discovered here? What's your, your favorite thing to do in your five months here of, of professionally living in Chester County? Uh, well, unfortunately, I'm a foodie, so I, I, I like food places. That sounds like um, fortunately to me. I, I love yeah, food I'm, as I well. I've heard that so fortunately as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a place that I've have frequent a lot has been Sedona, uh, which is located um, not right in the Westchester borough. So I go there a lot, and I'm a creature of habit. So I, they have great service, a great um, grilled rockfish sandwich, um, which is my favorite, and just great um, non-alcoholic drinks because I don't drink. Um, so it, it's really a good atmosphere. Before, now I have another place I need to try. So yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. Before it goes on to the next rapid fire, when you say you go to Sedona regularly and you're a creature of habit, can you have the usual yet? Um, almost. It depends <laughs> That's on the, the waiter. Sir. Yeah, it that is on impressive. Yes. Well, what surprised you the most after you arrived back in Chester County? Because I, I feel like Chester County has changed a lot over the years because of rapid population growth. So, mm-hmm. so um, what surprised you the most? What surprised me the most is the development that I saw in the downtown Exton area. That was an area that I didn't spend a lot of time in. Um, through my travels in Chester County. So as, a matri- as I matriculate over there for the various meetings or going to any of my branches, I am astonished about how things have transformed from a development standpoint. Every almost couple blocks I'm driving, I'm seeing something new. And I, I didn't think about that before um, because that, again, that wasn't a corridor that I, I frequent, but it is amazing to see what's happening there and what continues to happen even now um, as I've gone back into Coatesville, some of the things that I'm hearing about and seeing being transforming that particular segment of the county. Yeah, that's a good answer. There's a lot, a lot of change, a lot of change. Um, let me talk a little bit back to uh, to work stuff. And you've mentioned that through the Y, you work with a lot of different organizations. You, you partner with with different folks in the community. What's one organization that you do think deserves more of a spotlight than it's currently receiving? I'm not sure how much spotlight they're getting, but one that I would elevate it, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, would be the Chester County Food Bank. Uh, and the reason I say that is there is huge food insecurity um, in the county. And unfortunately, we, will, we sometimes that could be hidden, but it exists. And there's pockets and population that need the food. And that that organization under Andy Yunt's um, leadership is doing an amazing job to get that information out, get into places and spaces and partner with other entities to bring forward um, and, and combat um, food insecurity. So that's one organization that I would elevate. 
Yeah, it is a great organization. And we had Andy Yunt back on the show. Um, we'll link to her episode. She talked a lot about fighting insecurity, uh, food insecurity locally. So we will definitely highlight that and link to that. And we'll include links to all the different things that we've talked about today in the show over on our website at startlocal.co. That's startlocal.co. You can sign up to get email notifications when a new episode comes out and other great updates. So please take a moment and share your email address with us, and we will keep you informed with everything that we have going on. Uh, before we say goodbye to uh, you, Bertram, please share where folks can, can find you online. Well, primarily, you can find me on LinkedIn. If you just type in my full name, Bertram L. Lawson II, I'm usually on there um, researching, looking at stuff, and sometimes commenting on the great work that we're doing, but also the great work that's happening um, across the county, but also across the state. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, on behalf of my colleague, Eric, uh, we're just thrilled to get to meet you and spend time with you this afternoon. Thanks for joining us today. No, I really appreciate the opportunity, and thank you for it. For a chance to speak with you both. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Start Local podcast. We publish every fortnight. That's every two weeks. And uh, you can find us anywhere. Fine quality podcasts are available. Thanks for listening. That's it for us for now. <laughs>